All right, so it's Flyby Friday, and all that means is it's coming at you short and sweet, some inspiration as you're heading into your weekend. A few months ago, I received a strange text from my cousin Mark, and he basically said, Tina, I'm sending something to you. Here are the specific instructions of the way you are to open the package. When you open it, you are to read the letter first and then open the gift inside. And then he added to the mystery by saying, you know, most people in the family don't see me as extremely sentimental, but I promise you this is and it will make you cry. (laughs) So incredible mystery surrounded it. I watched the mail day after day and it finally arrived and, you know, I held on to that package thinking, what is, go- what is going to make me cry that's inside this? And what is going to uh, make me look at Mark and think, aw. <laughs> you see, I have a father who passed away. Just a backstory to, to really allow this story to come to its fullness. My father passed away 17 years ago. His name was Roger. And so Mark sent this to me. And inside, this is what the letter says. Tina, if my uncle Roger was with me this moment, He would have a story for each item I've enclosed. There's a reason I found four while digging at the road. I bet I could find more, but four will do. Mom and Dad both told me, sure, Roger used to meet his buddies up by the road and all the time and play. I'm sure I'm the first to unearth these since he left them behind so long ago. I dug down as far as two feet for the ditch from the road to the house, and these belong to you now. They looked good by his picture on the shelf this summer, but they have been on this property far too long. Enjoy. I'm not sure I'd wash them. The dirt they've been resting in is special. I'm glad it gave them up. I love you, Mark. And I opened the package. I had kind of an inkling what was inside. I opened the package, and there sat four precious old marbles. You see, my father was born in 1940, which means that in the late 40s, early 50s would be the time my father was playing the very popular game of marbles. Marbles took this country by storm and kids far and wide would engage in these incredible fun competitions to see who could knock the marbles out of the circle. (laughs) And my father was one of the most competitive men I've ever known. And so I can only imagine how epic the battles actually were. Looking at them and holding them in my hand, my eyes welled up with tears because it's not often that 17 years later, after so much time has passed, you get a tiny piece back of one of your parents. And it was, uh, it was extremely moving and extremely meaningful. And then Mark encouraged me to uh, just kind of research marbles a little bit. And, and so I did. And I found some really cool things out about marbles. And I just thought I'd share that today. You know, they, there's no way to know where they originated. They've been found in the ashes of Pompeii, in the tombs of ancient Egyptians. They were played with by Native American tribes. And of course, in the late 1800s, children were playing with them far and wide. They've been made out of stone, out of clay, fashioned out of glass, which is really the modern, if you go looking for marbles today at one of your local craft stores, you're going to find them made out of glass. And of course, they're collector's items. And uh, my father's marbles would be dating back to the late 40s, early 50s. And I imagine his competitive spirit as they made that circle and the smaller marbles are called ducks and uh, anytime there was a dead duck that meant that you would shoot with the large marble at the dead duck because it was the easiest shot in the game and if you're knuckling down 
you know, I've, I've heard my parents say, Tina, you just need to knuckle down and do your work and do your studies. And I've even said that to my children. And that is a term from the game of marbles. And it means to put your hand in position and shoot your marble, just keeping one knuckle on the ground at all times. That was, that was one of the rules. And playing for keeps, that means any of the competitors' marbles that you knock out, that you just get to add them to your personal collection. I, I imagine that would be not a very fun game to play, especially if you had some really cool, cool-looking marbles. I wouldn't want to lose mine. Who wants to lose their marbles, right? <laughs> I can't help that pun, but I tell you, I can find a lesson out of this. You see, long, long after the voices of boys left grandmother's front yard, long after her hair turned gray and she and my father both returned to the earth, there was a secret hidden underneath the soil, and it was a piece of my father's childhood. And I think about how precious it is to hold those things in my hand today and to be moved by them. But I think there's a lesson in it too, because I always find lessons in the interesting stories that impact my life. The bottom line is every day we're playing a game and we're playing for keeps. In this game of life, we really are playing for keeps. And every person that we bump into along our journey, we take a part of them with us and they keep a part of us. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad, but every single time there's something we can take away and learn. And there's something that we carry forward. You know, I think about the, the beauty that even after time passes, there are certain things that will always remain. Yes, our names may be forgotten, and uh, the legacy that we want to leave might not be about our individuality, but it might be about how we moved through that exact game of life. My father was known for being a kind, loving person, for uh, caring about people, for being generous and giving, and uh, the earth gave up four beautiful marbles for me to have another little piece of my father to remember him by. And it also makes me think about what I'm leaving behind in this life that someone down the road will unearth. And it makes me want to truly knuckle down in my world and to be vigilant and diligent, to really love well, to care, and to just make a difference. So there's the, the story of the prodigal marbles come home to me. And I'm really grateful for my cousin Mark for sending them back to me. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on theflypodcast.com. You know, email me if, if there's something you want to talk about or, you know, a person that you would love for me to feature as a guest. You can email me, tinaonthefly at gmail.com. And uh, as always, we're so much better when we do this together. Keep in mind, we're always leaving something behind. So live a life that matters. The one spin that you have here, make it count. Have a great weekend, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.